we gonna do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Whatever you do, don't you tell Mom! Smashing! As I always say, Hit it, Cornelia! Alright, so today on Toon Time, we're covering the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> Smashing, darling. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> Classic. He's, he's the man, the meme, the legend. Mm, love uh, him. The man of many snarls and he's actually, classy accents. He's actually amazing. Like, I was re-watching these episodes and I'm like, he's so great. <laughs> He's very charming. He's just like so pleasant <laughs> and just like loves nature. Oh, and he knows his stuff. He's like a like a real life cartoon Steve Irwin. I don't know. I don't know. He's a little more restrained in his television style than Steve Irwin, I would say. Steve Irwin mm-hmm. was like on the ground wrestling gators and he's just like, oh, look at this. Look at this bat. <laughs> Okay, don't don't even don't even try the accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit poodles. Yeah, so just to give everyone a little background on the Wild Thornberries, uh, it's an American animated television series that originally aired on Nickelodeon from 1998 to 2004. Nickelodeon's probably my favorite. I, I yeah, you know, just thinking Rugrats stuff like that. Oh, well, those are my favorite speaking ones. of Rugrats, it's made by the same creators. Mm-hmm. And there was a crossover movie. Yes. The Wild Thor- or Rugrats Go Wild. Yeah. Maybe that could be its own episode eventually, because I think oh, that, that probably has that. a lot of stuff to like unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically the premise of the show is this girl, Eliza, um, she and her family live in a, like a, tra- not a trailer. An RV. Yeah, yeah, an RV. They live in an RV and they travel all around the world because her dad, Nigel, the delightful Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> Stop. Oh my god. Um he's a he's the host of a nature show, like a world-renowned nature show. And their cool mom, Marianne, with her crop tops. On her head bandanas, <laughs> she is. Uh, she films it, so she's just like out in the elements, getting her shots. Like, yeah, she's cool. And so then Eliza has an older sister, Debbie, who is like teen angst manifest. Um, mm. She is like. She reminds me <laughs> of uh, Daria, or what's her name? No. Well, like no? I know what you're saying, but no. <laughs> She's got that attitude. Oh well, yeah, no, but Debbie's just like, oh my god, my life sucks, man, 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 man. Like she's just she's like super whiny. whiny, like dirt. No, you know who she reminds me of? The daughter in Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. Mom, I can't feel my hips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like that. So she's just like, oh my god, my parents are so uncool. This sucks. I just want to be a regular teen, but I'm stuck like out in the wild, like whatever. I'm like, oh my god, I'm jealous of your life. Like I wanted to be Eliza when I was little. Like oh my god. I loved animals, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to be like a, I don't know, like a zoologist, whatever. I did not become that clearly, but yeah. Anyway, that was the dream. Um, and so they also are accompanied by this little kid. His name is Donnie, and they 
they found him. I forget. Okay, okay, no, yes, that was a very good impression, but I just need to drop like a bomb on everybody. Do you know who does his voice? Who? Flea. Flea? From the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. Also, this show is just It makes so much sense. Yeah, this show is filled with iconic voice actors. Eliza is voiced by Gretchen Wieners. That is so fetch. <laughs> okay, and isn't friggin' Mean Girls like the sequel to the Wild Thornberries? Like what? white girl comes home from Africa. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just like I was just thinking about that and then I was like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Gretchen Wieners. Wow. Her father invented the toaster strudel. Gretchen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. She's Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my god. I don't know if that's a real thing, but that's actually really funny <laughs> now that I think about it. Um so yeah, Gretchen Wieners, aka her real name is uh Lacey Chabert, I think. Anyways, but mm-hmm. you know, Gretchen Forever. Um, she's Eliza, and Tim Curry is Nigel. <laughs> So that's just some fun facts, like some big heavy hitters um, voicing this show. So it's really cool. And um, so, yeah, so Donnie's just this like wild kid that they found. Like they just, I don't know, he kind of just tagged along one day. He doesn't like (laughs) He was like raised by wolves or something. I don't know what he was. I don't remember. He's like a wild boy. I'm a wild boy. boy. Yeah, like I'm sure there's like an episode where they explain his deal. But anyways... He's fun. He just kind of runs around like, yeah. Um, and then there's I also my favorite is um, Darwin, the monkey. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if I mentioned this, but basically Eliza like received a gift one day from like, I think. Did she say you looked like an aborigine or something? Oh, uh, some from, kind of from Australia or uh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, or like a shaman or a witch doctor. Mm-hmm. Excuse our ignorance on this matter. But anyways, she received a <laughs> gift from a spiritual being uh, that allows her to communicate with animals so she can basically like any animal oh my god she had the best life seriously this is my dream she could just like speak with any animal so her and darwin like have a fun rapport he's just like like (laughs) he's just like this like posh british monkey (laughs) and he wears like a he knows nothing about human culture but he thinks he's way better than every human i know i love him (laughs) that's how how i feel too (laughs) anyway we really like identify with each other (laughs) anyways so that's just a little like rundown of the show so i guess now we can can get to our episode so jay do you want to go with your episode sure thing uh so my episode is from season two episode 11 it's called you ain't seen nothing yet or maybe no, it was no, no. you ain't seen nothing yet, yes. and I just didn't see the eye yes. at the end of the title. Yes. But I don't know. Never miss an opportunity for a pun. Yeah, because this episode is all about the Yeti. Mm-hmm. All right, so this basically all takes place in Nepal, Kathmandu, wherever that is. Um, you know what it is, where <laughs> Mount Everest is. And uh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> So this is where I thought of um, Christmas Vacation and how Debbie reminds me of what's her name, Audrey. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when they're going to get the Christmas tree and she's like, my legs are frozen. Clark. Yes, honey. Audrey's frozen from the waist down. Uh, it's all part of the experience, honey. Eyes are frozen. Well, basically yeah. the same thing. Debbie's talking about trying to stop her eyelashes from freezing shut. And she basically looks the same, too, as Audrey yeah, from Christmas true. vacation. 
Um, anyways, so uh, Nigel and Marianne, they're uh, looking to make a documentary. Uh, they want to document snow leopards in these mountains, which haven't been seen for a while. So they can't they can't necessarily protect this land for the snow leopards' sake because there's no real proof that they exist yet. And um, you know the Janets of the world, they need their proof, right? So <laughs> they gotta they gotta go up in uh, into the mountains, and they're being guided there by a Sherpa, basically a family, mm-hmm. and they're all guiding them up. It's a family of uh, locals who uh, are guiding them up the mountain, and they're looking to get to Dai Tang Point, um, which is sort of like just a base camp, kind of going up Mount Everest type deal. And uh, on their way up there, they run into a construction site. So I guess it's some guy looking to build a Shining-esque resort up in the mountains. Come play with us. You know, very hard to get to. Yeah. Uh, it's like a creepy Russian dude or something, and he's got all these like local thugs to no, you know, it was work uh, on his site. Yeah, they all look like poachers or something. Uh, yeah, but anyways, like they're they're lo- they're locals because they're all afraid of the yeti, and they they know the the story of the yeti, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens? Uh, you know, Marianne kind of tells them off. She's like she's being all cool co- conservationist and is saying, you know. You guys are building this. You're gonna mess up shit for the snow leopards, and you're taking away their natural habitat, and blah blah blah. And so, anyways, they make it to Dai Tang Point finally, and uh, Marianne and Nigel decide they're gonna go off and look, check out some caves. Wait, that, wait, wait. Sorry, you're missing. Am I jumping yeah, around? Yeah, yeah. Well, because you missed like a key point. A oh. key point. So basically, they're on their way up, but then they start hearing these like, like intense roars basically yeah like guttural screams yeah. ghostly echoes yeah. throughout the mountains at first they think that they are um just snow leopards but the the family like that is guiding them up the mountain is like oh no oh fuck no that is the yeti we cannot continue <laughs> we need yeah, to go like, home please let us take you down the they're mountain like, no 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 and they're like no we gotta go and they're like well now we're staying <laughs> Yeah, they're like Nigel and Marianne are like, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. We we need to like save the leopards. We need to film the leopards so that whatever. And the family's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you psychos. Don't say we didn't warn you. Bye. So they leave, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they leave their two kids and the monkey, or their three kids and the monkey alone in the cabin. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Totally fine. No big deal. Uh, and they go off alone without Sherpas. Totally fine again. Yeah. You know, no big deal. <laughs> never never been up this friggin' giant mountain. MBD. Uh, MBD. Anyways, so they're up there. Uh, they're on their search, but it kind of... we fo- the, the story focuses more on what Eliza and Debbie are doing. Eliza's like, I'm going to go out and find the uh, the Yeti. So Eliza's out uh, looking for the Yeti, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting the timeline right here because it kind of jumps around, and she ends up finding a, a baby leopard uh, who's trapped in a... Or no, I think she runs into the Yeti first, right? And no. then Donnie throws a snowball at it? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's out for a walk, and yeah, she loses her camera and stuff. Okay, yeah. So she's out for a walk. Uh, she's looking for stuff, and she comes up, and like they're hearing noises, and uh, Darwin's like, "Oh, I'm terrified. I'm going back to camp." And like, <laughs> there's like this random like snowbird that's just making noises in the valley, and it's echoing. It terrifies him. But anyways, he mans up and finally gets to the camp with Debbie, and they're like just hanging out there, terrified because 
they actually see the Yeti. After they come back and they, they're joking to each other, the Yeti pops his head in the window. So, okay, we, we're seeing this Yeti around. We know there's some creature. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Eliza's out and she sees the Yeti and she's got a camera and she's like, oh my God, I got to document this. She goes to film it and while she's setting up her camera, Donnie, little ape boy, little monkey boy, <laughs> Flea, <laughs> decides to lay down the sickest bass riff. And then throws some snowballs at the Yeti when he's not looking. Spooks him. Yeti's running after them, so they run off. And then I think this is the point where, well, Eliza trips and loses her camera, so there's no proof, no more footage. Sorry, Janet. Sorry, Janet. God. Um, And then so she eventually escapes and runs into one of the traps that these construction workers laid for the snow leopards. And she sees that this baby little snow leopard is trapped. So cute freeze him because she can talk to him she 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 goes up to him and says, don't worry i'll get you out and he's like you can talk oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways baby leopard brings eliza back to its family in in a cave somewhere and this is where i'm just like okay whoa now we are teaching some terrible lessons to the kids because eliza just waltzes into this snow leopard den with two snow leopards and two cubs. So essentially that means parents are on guard and ready to kill anything that comes near them that's not a leopard. But the baby says it's okay. The baby says it's okay, but these friggin' leopards still storm down on Eliza and they're like checking her out. But they smell her and they think that she's fine. (laughs) I kind of got down this weird rap. I know this this is taking a dark turn, but I think there's a bit of a problem with the anthropomorphization of wildlife because it could be kind of dangerous because I, I got down this rabbit hole with uh, people getting attacked by bears and it's oh. it's these clueless idiots that are like, I'm going to take a selfie of this bear. Yeah. Oh yeah, real fucking smart. <laughs> real smart. You go take a picture of this a thousand pound animal that's oh my God. starving to death because you know how these animals work? They don't eat for a week and then they get a kill and then they starve and then they get a kill that's how it works. They're not always eating. They're not like yeah. sad. They're not satiated and you can just go near them. No, they're always looking for a meal and they're ready to jack you the first chance they get. Oh my God. So Eliza's just waltzing <laughs> into the snow leopard den. You're so angry right With now. these goddamn endangered snow leopards. So they're endangered. So that means they probably have very little food sources. Mm-hmm. So they're probably starving and just, just waiting for this little redhead to waltz into their cave so they can have a nice little Listen. munch. The baby okay. said it was fine. He said, don't hurt her. She helped me. It's cool, mom and dad. And they're like, okay, let me rub my head on you like little kitties do. <laughs> well, Listen, they did show quite a bit of appreciation to Eliza Well, for yeah, saving like, I'm sorry. If someone saves your baby, you're not going to eat them. <laughs> Just <laughs> stop. Okay, it's all fun and games, but remember, people. Don't trust wild animals. Okay, yeah, don't don't like actually go take selfies with leopards. But in the context <laughs> of the show, it was a cute moment. Okay, chill yeah, out. <laughs> it was cool. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so Eliza's just chilling, and she can talk to these leopards. So she's just having a chat. Yeah. And the fucking yeti waltzes up behind her. Oh. And yeah. like everyone's freaking. But anyway, it turns out the yeti is this dude who's been living in the mountain for twenty years. A Scotsman. Uh, 
Angus McWhorter, lass. Angus McWhorter, lass, at your service. I'm Angus McWhorter. <laughs> and anyways, he's uh, he's been living up dressed as the Yeti, spooking people away to protect the snow leopards. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining to Eliza that, you know what, he's going to have to give up on it because no matter how many people he's... He scares off more and more come and now they're building this resort at the bottom of the mountain and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just his efforts are all fruitless, like nothing is coming of it. So Eliza kind of, you know, puts him on blast for a second. She's like, shame on you. These leopards need, need you to protect them. And so she decides to dress up as the Yeti and go down and spook these construction workers, which like... Another, like, way to go, Eliza. You just waltzed into some private area with a bunch of henchmen, and they're literally chasing after her to murder her. Yeah, I didn't understand why they were, like, so intent on, like, chasing her. This child is wild. Okay, first of all, don't be so rude to Eliza, because she's, like, a kid, and she really cares about nature and saving animals, okay? So she's got to do what it takes if these grown-ass adults aren't going to do it. So to be she, fair, she can communicate with these animals yeah. who have perfect uh, language skills and understand like many human social concepts and are able to communicate with her totally like yeah. practically, you know what I mean, efficiently. Yeah. So, so that makes yeah. total sense. But yeah, so that's okay. That means it's okay for Eliza, but she's the only person with this gift. So kids out there, don't don't waltz yeah, into the lion's den, okay? Uh, Toon time does not condone. <laughs> Does not condone hanging out with real leopards. Yeah, no, they'll kill you. No, um, but I didn't. I just didn't get why. Like the when they realized that she's just like a, it's like two kids and a little baby leopard. Like they were like, oh my god, we gotta fucking get these kids and like we're, we're gonna, gonna murder ki-. them. I, I was like, Jesus Christ, like really? Like they're not even. They weren't even being destructive. Like they were just standing there going like. Rawr, rawr, like, they're just trying to scare them. Like, yeah, uh, but they were anyways. like, "Oh hell no! You cross the line, we're gonna get you." <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back at Wu Tang Point, Debbie and Darwin are just Did chilling you there. Say Wu Tang Point. <laughs> oh, Maybe. Go space, catch the blast of a hype burst. Jesus. Uh, um, they're chilling in there, and someone's trying to get in, and they think it's the Yeti, but it, it can't be the Yeti, right? Because it's Angus McWhorterlass. He's just been up in the in the mountains for twenty years trying to protect the snow leopards. <laughs> Sorry if I offend any Scottish people. Uh, oh jeez. You know. Um. Anywho, turns out uh, Debbie's like I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up to this yeti. I'm gonna go out swinging. She grabs a log from the fire pile and she's like gonna attack. She opens the door. Nigel and Marianne are like, Deb girl what are you doing like (laughs) there's these there's these goats these mountain goats these rams they're just you know headbutting each other and ramming into the into the into the shack it's causing it to shake and uh lumber lumber around and oh but you missed the fun part you missed the part where where, like nigel and marianne find a cave and they're like hoping to see some snow leopards but there's none so like nigel's like i'll just pretend to be (laughs) I'll just like I'll just reenact what a snow leopard would look like if it was oh actually here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just on all fours and he's like growling. <laughs> and then Marianne Sass Queen, she's like, "No, Nigel, that's for the naturalists who need medication film." <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway. Oh my god. 
anyways, so, oh yeah, while Eliza's running away from these uh, henchmen, who comes out to save her ass? Angus McWhorter in his Yeti costume. So she eventually makes it back to the cave and she sees Angus there and she's like, Angus, oh my God, you saved us. He's like, what are you talking about, lass? I've been in the cave this whole time. So it turns out there's a real fucking Yeti in this mountain somewhere who's been protecting the snow leopards. Oh, shit. And he's been watching over like a gentle giant. And then like at the end, uh, Angus McWhorter basically runs into Nigel and Marianne is like, oh my God, you guys come see these leopards. It's uh, it's or er, no. Who guides who to the No, so basically, cave. Eliza... Oh my god, did you even watch this episode? <laughs> I did, but there, it, it goes... It, there's so many storylines. You like, just watched one. it too. <laughs> I know. Anyways. My notes are all over wow, the place too. Day. This is on me. Rough day for JoJo. Anyway. Um, no, so what happens is... Um, while Eliza's being chased by the construction workers, um, Nigel and Marianne are like, Oh shit, no, our daughter! So they are like, run... <laughs> Everyone is just running because they're like, Eliza! Anyways, and then the whole thing happens where, because they're like kind of far behind, so like that's when the whole thing happens where the Yeti comes out, saves the day, and the other construction workers are like, fuck this, there's a real Yeti, goodbye, <laughs> done construction. And, um, and then everyone ends up back in the cave. So that's it. Right, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, Angus basically shows them these leopards and or they they find these leopards and they document them and they're able to prove that these snow leopards exist on this mountain and are are basically going to be able to protect the area and yeah. stop the construction from happening so yeah. it's all good in the end. And it turns out that um Angus was in fact Nigel's long-lost mentor. Yeah. That, oh my god. That he thought had disappeared on uh on an excursion. He thought he was dead. No, my dude was just living in the mountains, didn't yeah. bother telling anybody where he was. And they were like, do you want to come back with us? And he's like, mm, no. No, oh, the mountain is my home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop with that one. That's the one accent I can't do. No, it's um, not bad. But you know what they're, did you, did you hear what they said when they're walking away? And they're sort of, he's like, mm, well, not, uh, Angus, you must at least join us for dinner. So they're walking down, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll reminisce, and I'll tell them the story. And he's like, what does Nigel say? Okay, yeah, I wrote it here. (laughs) He's like, oh, my God. Angus is like, we'll tell them all your embarrassing stories. And he's like, oh, you don't mean the story about the one-eyed iguana and the shaving cream. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, that's another one of those dirty, dirty Nick or dirty cartoon jokes. Uh, I guess, but like it's just because it could be interpreted in any way. Meg. Well, I know, but I the mean the one-eyed iguana and the shaving cream. Okay. <laughs> All I think about is uh, is the coach actually... in dodgeball who's like, I gotta go bleed the lizard. Patches O'Hulahan. Patches O'Hulahan. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Tomorrow we're going to pecker slap those globo jump bastards. <laughs> no, but okay, because I was literally picturing an, an iguana with one eye. 
Just covered in shaving cream. I don't know. Yeah, because that's I'm normal. I'm too innocent. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. N- Nigel was pretty excited when he ran into Angus. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> oh, my God, Angus. <laughs> I mean, I guess it has been 20 years yeah. and he's been missing. Well, he thought he but... was dead. Okay, so, like, I... Fair, fair, fair. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think they got down to some weird shit in their, in their camps back in the day. I guess they did. Ugh. Oh my! But that pretty much is is it for yeah. you. Ain't seen nothing yet. Yeti. Season two, episode eleven. Nothing is yeti. That, is that actually the name? Yes. Because I didn't. Ah, re- oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't notice it. Oh uh, yeah, no. Because why would they? No, it wouldn't make sense for it to not be. Because it's about a yeti. It's like the perfect. I don't know. They haven't. It's seen like the perfect the pun. And these like professional writers oh, are my like. God. Nope. <laughs> I've just not been paying attention today. Oh boy. Okay. But well, you know what? Like watching this, I I, uh, I had very fond memories of yeah the Wild Thornberries. I loved that show. Yeah. And like when they did the crossover with the Rugrats, that was awesome. Yeah. And oh I was also God. happy because some like I find that since we've been doing this, um, there are some shows that I have fond memories of, and then I watch them, and I'm like, oh my god, this is not okay. Like this does not hold up. And, you know, just based on, like, my lens of being a human in the world today (laughs) in the times we're living in. But I was happy that this show still, like, maintained its, um, I guess, not only purity, but, like, you know, it's still still a good show. It's still, like, I I would feel, like, confident letting a a child today watch it and not be, like, (laughs) oh, yeah, (laughs) you know, you know pretty educational yeah no because it's all accurate and they show you animals that are like not um the typical animals you know what i mean i mean some Mm -hmm. are like uh like they do vampire bats and in the episode we're going to talk about next but i mean they have other animals that are like very specific to different regions and they talk about them they they tell you facts about them and eliza Mm -hmm. like interacts with them and yeah, yeah like the snow leopards that's totally relevant i mean i guess it's a leopard it's kind of a common ant but it's totally no, relevant but, to the area that they're in but yeah that's it they're you not going to be like oh my god uh, we're in a jungle and here's a lion like you know <laughs> no exactly you know so um anyway so yeah very cool um okay well i guess then we can continue on is there anything else you have to say about that episode before we move on no, other than just uh, stay out of leopard caves, people. Yeah, yeah. P- uh, PSA, leave the leopards alone. Be safe around wildlife because yeah. you, even like deers, I watched a video of a deer eat a bird alive, okay? <gasps> what? Oh my goodness, he ate a bird? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Check but the episode, I, guys. <laughs> I saw it happen and oh, you know, fuck. animals are opportunistic and if they feel threatened, <laughs> they will attack. Yeah, okay, no, be, real. be smarter on nature, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson you should take away from today's episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Vampire bats. Okay. So uh, I'm going to be talking about season one, episode 12. This title of the episode is called Blood Sisters. <laughs> um, yeah. So the fam gem is in the Andes to find Dr. Spinoza, who was Marianne's old mentor. Um, so we have a little bit of a theme here. We're like reconnecting with our long lost mentors in both these episodes. Um, and Marianne loves him. <laughs> like she is like not even trying to hide the fact <laughs> 
she, that she has okay. a massive lady boner for him. <laughs> yeah, they're like driving and she zones out for the entire duration of driving through a tunnel. A very closed off. Well, they're okay, driving like, up she's the a Aggies. mother with like four kids, three kids and a monkey. <laughs> You know, like very careless, Marianne. Come on. No, no, but it's not even that. It's just because, like, she's like, oh yeah, like I almost like dropped out of my degree to like go with him on like an expedition and blah 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 or whatever. And oh, and Nigel's just stoked about this, by the way. Yeah, he's like fuming. He's like, rah, 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 rah. and she's like, oh, he was so handsome. Like, oh my god, blah blah blah. Basically, like just straight up, like so in love with him and and she's like he's so handsome just like your father (laughs) but like (laughs) but not anyways um so yeah so basically they get to the castle and like they're driving while they're driving up actually like eliza is like kind of like messing around with debbie because debbie is like really freaked out by the bats so Eliza keeps being like, look how cute they are. Look at this picture of this bat and blah, blah, blah. And Debbie's like, oh, my God, stop, stop, Eliza. <laughs> so she, um, yeah, she's like, she's pissed, basically. And then they get to the castle that Dr. Spinoza lives in. And someone makes a comment that it's like, oh, this looks like a vampire castle. And then Eliza's like, oh, shit, vampires. I'm really afraid of vampires. And so Debbie senses this and she's like, (laughs) okay, you're going to scare me. Uh, It's my turn to scare you. And then she starts making this whole like thing up about how Dr. Spinoza is like a little hunchback and he's got one eye that follows you around the room. He's like a creepy old man living alone in a castle and Eliza's like, stop Debbie. But then meanwhile, the mom is like, ladies, like, no, he's so handsome. You're going to see like, he's so handsome, blah, blah, blah. Open the door (laughs) and there's this little man standing there and he is basically exactly what Debbie described. (laughs) He is so... He's like Igor from Frankenstein or something. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Dr. Frankenstein. From, um, He's disgusting. Yeah, no, he is a very creepy. Very creepy. Reminds me of the dentist from The Ripping Friends. Oh, my God, kind of. Uh, oh, but maybe, yeah, but anyways. He's, so he's got this, like, one eye that barely opens, and he's got this other eye that just is, like, huge, and it, like, it, the eye just kind of, like wanders around and it like it literally just follows you everywhere and it's like so twitchy and creepy anyways so he's like welcome to my home and and he's he's like barely trying to hide the fact that he wants to eat them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and the mom's face when she opens the door she's like oh my fucking god what the hell because the whole time she's been gushing about like how hot he is and now nigel's like he's fucking ugly now he's legitimately stoked he's like loving it he is so like yeah and Marianne is kind of like "Mm, maybe we should like not be here with this guy like he seems like he's not okay and Nigel's like no 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 you wanted to come here so bad you fucking love this guy we're staying we're gonna film the vampire bats (laughs) and he's really funny because like the guy just kind of like Dr. Spinoza keeps making all these like references to being like I'm a vampire, my children of the night. Like, he's, like, ripping lines straight out of Dracula, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, listen to them sing. <laughs> anyway, so he 
yeah, he thinks he's a vampire, basically. And mm. so then at one point, like, they get into the castle, and Eliza's, like, really freaked out. And then um, since they're, like, really up high in the mountains, she starts getting a nosebleed. And so Dr. Spinoza's like, oh, let me help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gross. So he, she's like, no, no, it's fine, fine. And she, like, leaves. She's like, I'm going back to the camper. Like, I can't deal with this. Goodbye. So mm-hmm. she's in the camper, and... um then like Darwin is joining her and basically like she just kind of is like I can't let Debbie get the best of me I'm not afraid I'm tough I'm Eliza fucking Thornberry I can talk to animals I'm going back into this castle so at this point her and Debbie sort of like engage in a scare war like they keep one-upping each other and they've got plenty of material because this castle is fucking creepy to say the least. Oh yeah. It is like there's just like yeah, it's it's, it's got some sort of lair vibe. Like it's 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 an evil lair. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my underground lair. No, it, it just looks like the castle in Dracula, like straight up. Oh, hundred percent. Um this draws straight from Dracula Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, oh my god enough you know they keep mm-hmm. they keep like going one up back at one another and they keep getting more and more pissed so they keep up in the ante and then eventually um they fall into like this castle has um like hidden doorways and stuff and and has trap doors and things like that like a castle do of course not a castle if there's no trap door mm-hmm. so they fall down this trap door and they end up in like caverns and they're like, oh my god. And then Eliza looks up and she sees all these bats. And she's like, oh my god, Debbie, do not look up. Okay. What do you do when someone says don't look? Of course you, you look. look. But <laughs> <laughs> but kind of before that, so I'll just flash back because there are like parallel storylines going on. So mm-hmm. Nigel and Marianne are with Dr. Spinoza and they're trying to see the bats. But this guy is just acting... He's just... He's tripping balls, I think. I don't even know. He is like, I'm a vampire. Like, my children, come to me, my children. And he's like running around and he's like... Ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, you know, he's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Insert it's... clip here. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> but he is... Yeah. So they're just like, oh, my God, we are not going to be seeing bats right now because you are making too much noise. You're being insane. You're being batshit crazy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But and then, oh, my God, I fucking love Marianne in this moment. So the doctor, he like runs up to her and he's going to bite her neck because he is like, really, he's losing it at this point. He's like fully in vampire mode. I think he has rabies. Oh my god. He kind of looks like he does, to be honest. Anyways, he goes to grab her neck and she grabs him and like flips his ass and like throws him on the ground and is like, no, that's enough. Judo chop! Full on judo flip. Yeah, but like judo in like mom mode, she's like, that's enough. Smarten up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So meanwhile, flashback to Debbie and Eliza, all the bats are like, oh my god, there's humans in here! Like, ah! <laughs> So they freak out, and they all fly out of the cave, and Debbie's like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna die! Like, she is so scared of bats. But anyways, the bats all leave. Um, 
And then Eliza, like, hears this noise. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this? And so she goes to look because obviously that's what you would do in a creepy cave when you hear a creepy noise. Yeah. She's Eliza fucking Thornberry. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, she does. And... So Debbie is like, oh my god, I'm not going with you. Are you fucking kidding me? This is classic Debbie. She does this in both episodes, but I feel like she does this in a lot of episodes where she's like, no, no, hell no. I'm staying here because you're going to get killed. Like, you're crazy. I am going to stay alive. Thank you. Goodbye. Makes her seem like a coward, but she's kind of the voice of reason. (laughs) Yeah, also. But then she, like, pulls through in the episode. because So when she thinks that, like, Eliza's in danger, she's like, no, stay away from my sister. And she, like, she steps it up and she goes to help her sister, like... You know, Debbie Debbie comes through when she needs to come through, okay? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but meanwhile, like, Eliza's looking for this noise, and then she sees it. She's like, oh, my God, Debbie, come here. Come see what I've discovered. So, we don't see what she's discovered just yet, because we flash back to Nigel and Marianne with the fucking doctor, <laughs> who is like, <laughs> God knows what he's up to. Um and all these bats come flying out and they're like oh my god bats yay like we got the shot so like that's cool for them but then eliza and debbie come out of the cave and who is with them but the true dr spinoza (laughs) jeez so marianne this is like super sketchy yeah marianne is like see i fucking told you guys he's hot (laughs) because i guess even what? Even Nigel's totally got a boner know, for him. He's Nigel's like, oh like, my oh, god, yeah. you're correct. He feels <laughs> smashing. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh my god, you were right, mom. He is hot. <laughs> this oh my is god. like debonair, like old man. He's like, mm, yeah, Marianne, super suave. Yeah, he like remembered the exact seat that she sat in in his class. But I was like. Mm. Stalker vibes. But anyways, that's fine. He's hot, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, they go back to the, the the guy's house, like the castle, and they're all just sitting drinking tea. And then like he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's just the village idiot. And Marianne is like... <laughs> Which I first I was like, but then Marianne was like, that's not a nice thing to call someone. So I'm like, okay, thank you, girl. Thank you for sh- <laughs> like teaching the kids that it's not nice to call someone the village idiot. Yeah, right. Okay. She's sticking up for him, even though he tried to bite her neck and drink all her blood. And anyway, <laughs> so yeah, but he's like, mm, whatever. I sent him home. He basically just like has a satellite dish and he watches TV and like gets all these ideas. And anyways, he came here and he like kidnapped me and like. Threw me in a cave. It's all Hollywood's fault. (laughs) Yeah, but he's, like, super nonchalant about the whole thing. Like, I would be, like... He was tied in a cave and beat to shit, like... Yeah. (laughs) And who knows for how long. We have no inkling of, like, how long he was there. Yeah, really. Because, I mean, definitely hours because the whole, like, thing takes place over a day. Yeah, but maybe even more. I mean, I'm going to say, like, less than a week... But definitely... Definitely longer than anybody should be tied up in a cave. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, anyway, just the act itself, even if you were rescued in two seconds, I would be like, okay, I'm mm. not okay right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody just tied me up in a cave. But anyways, he's like suave to a fault, so he just does not care. 
He's mm-hmm. like, whatever. I sent him home. It's fine. I don't care. He's just proving that he's too good. He's like the most interesting man in the world or something. Yeah, he's like, he yeah, is. It's he okay. is like that guy. I'm too great. He's like, whatever. I'm fucking Dr. Spinoza. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> so whatever. He doesn't call the cops, which, okay, fine. But then, so they're all like, ah, Dr. Spinoza, you're amazing. We love you. We all love you. Like, whatever. So that's fine. We're done with the thornberries for this episode. Then we flash back to, what was his name? El Gordito. Um, that was what they called him. And like the guy who tied up Spinoza with the, with mm-hmm. the, with the lazy eye. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think he might have had a slightly lazy eye. I was like waiting for whoa, you to get whoa, it. I was like, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> well, I put a note earlier that I was going to insert a clip of the song. I think she might have had a slightly lazy eye. Good. Okay, cool. Um, so anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, so basically this guy, because he's got a satellite dish, he ends up watching... Nigel Thornberry's show <laughs> and in a twist of events he starts imitating Nigel so I'm Perfectly. like get the fuck out of the Andes ASAP <laughs> because he's You're coming for your life in the head and thrown in a cage <laughs> yeah. like Nigel leave hurry <laughs> get the family out of there oh my god anyway. back into the RV yeah <laughs> Anyways, so that's basically that episode. It's just like <laughs> that one really stuck out in my mind just because of the character of like El Gordito. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sounding like such <laughs> El Gordito. I love how they just all kind of go along and they assume that nothing's wrong. They're like, oh yeah, he's just ugly now. <laughs> They're like, I guess he just didn't. She's like, I guess 20 years is a long time. I'm like, uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Jeez. They're like, sure, Marianne, sure. But, anyways. <laughs> Um, what else did I have to say about this episode? Mm. Oh yeah, fun fact. Okay, so the the guy who does the voice of Faux Spinoza, El Gordito. Yeah, he is accustomed to playing creepy characters because uh, the actor's name is John Cassier, and he also did the voice of the Crypt Keeper in Tales of the Crypt Keeper. So hang on to your hat, kitties. This one's a real shocker. Oh my god. Small world. Or Tales from the Crypt or whatever. But anyways, he's the Crypt Keeper, so... That's the thing you notice with a lot of these cartoons is they share so many uh, voices. It's... it's mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of it's a much smaller pool than you think the the pool of voices mm-hmm. that they're picking from. Yeah. You know, a lot of these shows uh the voice actors usually voice three, four characters. If you look at Lacey Chabert, she's probably credited as more than one character on the show. I don't know. Even though she was Eliza, I'm pretty sure I saw her doing just like other little voice parts. Maybe. But, um, I don't know if I in, could be wrong. I don't know don't if like these that. particular episodes that we're covering can like really attest to that because i didn't notice any other voices no, that she could in be. general like in yeah cartoons. no they definitely do like in bob's burgers yeah. john h ben or h john benjamin does like so many voices on the show mm-hmm. um yeah that guy's talented and so does john roberts you love that show but yeah, also love, love this show i want to rewatch all the episodes because it's super good and i want to be eliza <laughs> <laughs> reliving your youth no i know i freaking like oh 
my god. <laughs> now I'm like, why didn't I like study zoology? Well, whatever, we wouldn't be here today, would we? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. You'd be out there talking to animals, though. I hope so. Jeez. God. Anyway. But I, I find like this show uh, a lot of good, strong female characters. Yeah. You know, I find for the 90s, like, you definitely didn't see it as much. And I, I find I'm able to almost compare, you know, shows today. And you can see the differences in, in the in the, in the the characters and a lot more mm-hmm. positive female role models and shows. But, yeah. you know, for an older show, it started in 98 to 2004, I believe it ran. Yeah. You know, that's pretty, uh, it's uh, 14 years ago at least. Mm-hmm. And, um some good uh, oh, some almost, good developed characters. It was 20 years know? it started ago. It started 20 years ago. That's it crazy. It started 20 years ago but it ended 14. That's what I was trying to say. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, awesome show. That awesome ages show. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Yeah, no, that's true what you're saying. And I mean cuz even I guess uh Debbie sort of has like that kind of teenage like that stereotypical teenage girl attitude, but she's still like, she still pulls through for like people when they need her, you know, and she, she can like suck it up. And she's like, she's, she's like tough, even though she maybe doesn't know that she is all the time, but like when it comes down to it, she, she can, Mm -hmm. can she's got courage where it counts. That's true. That's true. And maybe a little bit more sense than the rest of her family because (laughs) they're all just like, you know when you're watching slasher films and you're like, don't go in the room. Yeah. God, oh Debbie God. is that voice. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you fucking idiots. I have to save all your asses again. And she does. <laughs> and she God. does. Thank God for Debbie. She's like the underrated, most underrated character probably. Everyone, because I remember I didn't, I was like, oh, Debbie, you're so annoying when I was little. But now watching it, I'm like, no, you know, we need Debbie. What a, without Debbie, you'd all how be many, dead. How many? Yeah, exactly. How many times would they have died? Yeah. Without Debbie. Yeah. So, oh my god. Thank God for Debbie. Well, oh, I think man. that pretty much does it then yeah. for the wild thornberries. Definitely, ten out of ten would recommend. Oh, definitely. No, I love the really show. It's show. really good. It's, it's still good for kids too yeah. today. If you want to teach them a little bit, but uh, remember, stay away from wild animals. Stay away from, don't go into snow leopards' caves. Yeah. If there's one oh takeaway, today's takeaway. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for watching. Um, as always, watching. listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm like a news anchor. Oh. Okay. Um, so, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as- Remember to check out the episode guide for uh, clips uh, and stuff like that. And yeah. Information pertaining to the episodes we talked about today. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you can find that at toontimepod.wordpress.com because we have not paid We're for a buy domain, that domain yet. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, we will. Not today. Eventually, it'll be toontimepod.com. But yeah. right now, toontimepod at wordpress.com. No, dot wordpress.com. Uh, sorry yes so um for now and if you guys want to just like i don't know give us a quick shout out come say hey talk about the episodes uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at tune time underscore pod yeah so that pretty much does it for us today folks yep we'll see you next week bye bye